I'm Havala, and this is Home with Havala. Today, we're concluding our series, our author series, and I could not be more thrilled than to introduce you to my dad, Francis Sampuso. You may not know this, but he helped me write my course on how to write a book and was essential in creating this incredible resource. You may not even know about the resource. We put together a 10-session course on how to write a book, a crash course to writing a book, and the fastest way to making a lasting impact. You can find all those details in the show notes, but we're gonna jump into the conversation we had on the launch day of this incredible course. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you at the end. Hi, you guys, I'm Havala Kennington. Hello, I am her <laughs> dad. <laughs> this is Fran Sampuso, my dad, and I wanna welcome you to our live broadcast, which we are broadcasting a live podcast. And we're also, well, we're doing a huge giveaway today. I'm kind of excited. All of these books at the end of this, well, we're gonna get a chance to win a whole stack of books. If you like books, this will all be available to you. And then we're also gonna give away an entire how to write a book course. So we are gonna jump into recording this live podcast. That's why you have all the mics in front of us. And mostly, I just want to, you to recognize these incredible little donut slash cookies. I don't even know what you call these, but um, they are made from Eden Bakery and they are fabulous. We will pound those in a little bit, but let's get started, shall we? We wanna welcome all of you guys that are tuning in. Hey, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. We're so glad you're here. And we're gonna have a, a really important conversation and if you stick around, we're gonna be here for about 30 minutes. If you stick around to the end, we're gonna do a giveaway live, and then we're also gonna tell you how you can win all of these books from our authors that we are love and endorse, and they're just life-changing writing. So let's talk for a minute about podcasting, and we'll lower that music, and we'll go from there. Hi, Dad, how you doing? I'm wonderful, <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> this is live, so we're moving things around. Um, so you may not know this, but my dad has been, you've been a pastor for, well, you were a traveling minister for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Then you were a pastor for 20 years. Yeah. And if his voice sounds familiar, why would that be? I'm on K-Love. You're on K-Love. K-Love Radio. Positive <laughs> and encouraging Positive and encouraging. <laughs> and so if you hear his voice, that's why that sounds familiar. Uh, but my dad has been my most incredible mentor, hero. He is uh, somebody who champions me and in a world that I'm not sure you even saw a lot of female ministers, you were championing nope. me around, the, around there. Not really, you are an exception. <laughs> exceptional. <laughs> Both, exceptional and exception. Um, so, you know, my, you don't know this and we don't really talk about this with you guys, but we, my dad and I do a lot of our course writing together. And one of the things that was really important to me was, of course, I have my own concepts of why I think certain courses are important. We wrote how to write a message, how to write a sermon. We, we did that. Mm -hmm. And we also wrote a course called, uh, we're preparing a message and delivering a message. We have taken almost 4,000 people through those courses, wow. which is mind blowing. It is. Um, but what I loved about us writing those courses was we really bring a couple different experiences. I'm obviously a female, my dad's a male. 
Uh, we are in two different generations. We are in two different seasons of life. And if you combine our expertise, you're looking at 60 years of Bible reading, truth, you know, telling, um, just loving God, giving our hearts to God wholeheartedly. And so that's what we wanted to bring to anything that we, we give you guys. We wanted to give you that full picture. And um, so when I asked you if you would do the course with me, of course, I knew you could write it yourself because you are brilliant enough to do that. But I really wanted you to kind of make sure that I was staying true to the word of God, staying true to what we both do. And I would say this, and this isn't about the course we're talking about today, but we were really amazed that when we started out the course in writing a message, even though we are distinctly different people and even though we do life, we're not similar. We're not, you know, type A people. Uh, we both are very different. We both use the same strategy to write the message and that and deliver the message and that was very very interesting yes well you know there's a, a grace on your life sweetheart that i've seen over the years as a communicator and i grew up in an age of course where things were very different in terms <laughs> of the availability of information like we talk about this you know in preparing a yes. message or preparing a podcast or a video you know it, Years ago, we went to a library. If you could imagine how archaic this I, is. I can't. Even when Go you to say a this, library, I'm like, what? And maybe half hour, 45 minutes to drive there. Then you spend two to three hours. What are you looking for? Very often, I'd be looking for a singular quote. Imagine you're trying to find a <laughs> sentence that you think someone actually said and get it right, find out who the author was. And then sometimes I would spend all that time and not even find the quote. And so the, the frustration yeah. of the inavailability of information, of research, of statistics, that now, you know, you just go on the net and everything it's is incredible. before you. Yes. It's incredible. And I remember you were so ahead of your time. Um, we used to travel and my dad would travel around the world and we would get to go with him um, on the road, my sister and my mom and I. But there was no such thing as a laptop. Right. There was no, there was no portable computer. So you went to somebody and had a case made for your desktop. Yeah, we, we brought a giant <laughs> monitor with us with a computer. And the original computers, you have to understand, I mean, we started out on stone tablets in caves, okay? <laughs> then we went to typewriters in the 70s. All the messages and things I wrote were on typewriters, okay, with little whiteout things you do. Then the early computers were just so antiquated. And so the, the first big Mac I got in 1989 had 40 megabytes on the hard drive. I, I do 10-second videos that have more, you know, megabytes than that. And so we traveled, again, doing the best we could with the dated uh, I mean, I remember media. you, you, it was down, like the, the bottom of the right. computer was down, and then you would lay it the face up, you'd have foam, <laughs> piece of foam, we'd right. lay on top, and then we'd zip it up, right. and then you were like the only one allowed to carry it in the family. Right. You and, were like, and then I'm bringing take... my computer with me, and then you would take it out in your hotel room. Right, it would take 20 minutes to boot up, <laughs> so, and, and if it didn't quite, and it would function, so everything was like, so motion watching world. But you would like set by. it up in the in the hotel room and you would have <laughs> your desktop and your keyboard and everything was there and that's what we grew up i mean that was talk about being ahead of your time nobody was bringing computers with them like that nobody i mean now we can bring an i have my ipad as every piece of work i've ever done in my life on it and it's just amazing and i think watching though that was what you came from and then to this point there were just some major things that 
we realized was not generational. It was calling based. It was the method in which everybody has to go through the journey, like the roadmap and the roadblocks and the, the momentum it all required. And so when we wrote the how to write, I'm um, sorry, uh, preaching a message and delivering a message, we sat down to talk about writing a book. We realized the same thing. You have written how many books? 13 books. So 13 books. I've written a nine, almost eight, I think eight, maybe nine. Um, and so together we have all these books that we've written and I've written Bible studies. You're more like a full length feature. I'm more like a sitcom, but that's kind of <laughs> how we've written books. But what we found was that a lot of the ways and methods in which we wrote was very similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you've got to gather the information. You've got to include your stories, illustrations, personal yeah. experiences, scripture. So, you know, the way we describe it, it's yes. kind of like the, the bones of the skeleton, then the muscle, then the skin. And so whether you're doing a message or a video, you're, you're starting with a structure, an outline, then you're adding insights, prophetic uh, principles, yep. biblical principles, or stories. Yes. And then stories, again, the parables that Jesus used always had uh, an incredible interest in the story. And then he'd develop understanding as to what it meant. And, and really pull that out. I, when we started working on this and I was, I was laughing because you were so convinced that this course would serve people really right. well. I mean, you were so convinced that you kept saying, when are we going to work on this course? When are we going to work on this course? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, because I watched the mediums of the age change. In other words, when we did books, you'd have to go to a printer First, to get the whole thing laid out, you know, on play. I mean, ridiculous, slow motion and expensive. You'd have to get, a, if you wanted to get 1,000, then they, they would say, well, if you get 2,000, it would be this much, and then 3,000, and finally you'd wind up getting three, four, five thousand, 5,000, and then you have all these books in garages that you're <laughs> yes. having to work with, and it was expensive. Now, this incredibly spoiled, blessed generation, you get to print a singular copy for like 10 or $15. Yeah. And then only as many copies as you need. You don't yes. have to have a, a, a large surplus. So I think of gathering information with the internet, you know, know, being able to clarify it, being able to lay it out yourself in yes. programs uh, on computers. Uh, certainly you can get a person to help you do it, but it's all simple. And then the idea of printing it and not having vast quantities, it's all amazing. Economically, every dimension of it, really, every aspect of it is easier and better for this generation. Yeah. And so the idea that a person, any person, and I, we believe that, we've talked about, yeah. that every person has a book in them. Everyone has a life story. Everyone has experiences and principles and insights that they can share. And maybe they have an expertise that is significant, but just there's someone out there who will benefit from your journey. Yeah. yeah, in fact, you were the one that really came up with the phrase, everybody has a book in them. And you really were like, Havala, everybody has a book in them. And we sat for months talking about that core concept of if somebody has a book, is that true? Do we really believe that? And then we went into, well, everyone has a story. Everybody right. has a story that has meaning because every life has a meaning. And it's our job to mine the meaning out of the story, right? Yeah. It's God's, it's God's uh, responsibility to write the story, but it's our job to mine the meaning and figure out what is the, the moment that we had clarity, momentum, or healing 
that can be given right. to somebody else right. as a gift. And every one of us battle with the insecurity that who wants yeah. to listen to my story? I don't, I don't feel capable. I mean, I think both Havel, Havel and I had learning disabilities to a certain extent. And so it was difficult to imagine. My twin brother was actually brighter than I was, a little bit, but he had uh, certain <laughs> abilities. <Just> a <laughs> he went to an Ivy League school. I didn't. And so I grew up. I was a little taller. So they'd say, well, you're taller. But they would always kind of, to make him feel better, say he's smarter. smarter. And so that comparison as a twin, Havel's a twin, the twin thing uh, for both of us yep. was an issue. So battling with the insecurities and being able to say, you know what, I've got a, a calling, I've got a life message. And a lot of mine came from the woundings in my life. I wrote books on father wounds, church wounds, uh, racial you issues. Uh, and yet... I finally said, you know what, I'm pregnant, I've got to do this, and it became a very fulfilling thing, putting on paper life messages that God had given me. Yeah, and so we both knew, and I think we both had this realization that we were writing for the generations to come. We weren't right. just writing for people to sell books and make money and be on a top list. That was so way down at the bottom of the list of reasons why we would write a book. And one of the things that rose to the top was, we want to document the right. story of God in our lives. And we want that documentation to be passed down from generation to generation. And if nothing else, we wanted our great-great-grandkids to be able to pick up a book and say, my great-grandmother or my great-grandfather, he knew God and hears their stories. Yeah. And so it wasn't like a memoir, but it was just truth, revelations, things that made sense to us, we knew. Um, and you know, I, I said this yesterday, we did a couple live classes, woo, the party. Um, but every generation needs a library. Right. So the idea that that generation wrote the book and it's already been done and it's already the New York Times bestseller and you know, no, no, no. Every generation needs a fresh library of, of you know, everyday truth, the truth that doesn't change, but the perspective and the filter in which we see that truth is critical and generational. And, and so there are books that need to be written in this generation and the question is, are you gonna pick up the baton and write that book? Because that book needs to be written. We need books on renewing the mind. We need books on defeating the enemy. We need books on healthy parenting, healthy marriage. Right. We need books on managing your finances. We need books on dreaming and we need health books and you know medical books and we need all of it. It's all available. We need all of that in this generation. And the question is, do you want someone else to write it or do you have enough faith hmm. to say, I could actually be a part of this generation's library. You know, and let me offer a thought to you. Early on, uh, I felt like I didn't have a gift of inherent wisdom. There are some people that are just smart, wisdom, but, but I have a gift of interrogation. So <laughs> I, I hung around people yes, who were true. smarter than I was, and I asked them questions. I remember I drove across Mexico with an apostle for hours, and by the time he got done, I exhausted him. He said, you've asked me more questions than any human being, but, <laughs> but I was mining the man's life. And so early on, I realized I need to write down the things that God has given me. And so literally in my garage, I have boxes of statements, things that God has said. And what I would say to you, God is speaking to all of us. Yep. And we've got to consider those things as gems, as jewels. If you're walking down the street and you saw a gem, a diamond, you would not throw it in a junk drawer. Yeah. You would say, you know what, this is valuable, this is precious. And I believe that when God speaks to us and we consider it precious and important, then he's saying, you are taking seriously what I am doing in your life. Yeah, yeah. And what I did, I began to accumulate those things, never knowing 
that I would get on Kalo that one day I would need all those things to draw from in order to do for the last 10 years spots every day on Kalo. But I think it, taking yourself seriously, not, not yeah. that we don't fight the battle of insecurities and fears and doubts and all that, but take yourself seriously because God does. Yeah, it's so true. You were telling me a story today about the man with the rock. The yes. doorstop stop. Can you tell that story? Yeah, you know, there was a man who had a doorstop, a rock in his house that was just holding a door open. And uh, one day, a geologist just happened to visit his home and examined the rock, found that it was a piece of gold, ultimately the largest piece of gold ever found east of the Mississippi River. And it was sitting for years as a doorstop. And I feel like that's about all of our lives. All of us think I've yep. got nothing. You know, I think even the Colonel Sanders story, you know, Colonel Sanders didn't even do his recipe till he was 65 years of age. That's when he finally started Kentucky Fried Chicken. I just old. made it up, but it sounds like it could be true. No, of course it's true. So many of us, we may be late bloomers. Yeah. We may feel like, you know what? How could God ever use me? Gideon felt that way. Moses was exhausted. David uh, was the least of his chil of the children. Yep. Wasn't even called upon by Samuel to be prayed over by his father. Was, so uh, perhaps he was illegitimate. Who knows his history? So every one of us battle with our issues. Yep. And yet God wants to say, you know what? Uh, I've called you like Mary out of Bethlehem. Him. I've called you to follow me, to obey me, and I believe with all my heart there, there's things in us that God wants us to pass down generationally. There's a book in you. I believe that. There's a story in you. There's a journey in you. There's wisdom. There's insights in you. Be courageous. Put it down, and God will use it to help somebody else. That's exactly right. You know, I want to pause for just a minute because I know not everyone can stick around for the whole recording, and you might be asking yourself why we're doing this podcast. Well, today is launch day. We we officially have launched our How to Write a Book course. It's a 10 session course uh, where we walk you through from the beginning of how do you know what you're supposed to write all the way through editing, writing, um, all the way to publishing and printing and launching. And this entire course is available to the world today. Yesterday, we gave it to our, our inside community, but today, it's available to you and our team is going to put a link in this in the comments and if that's interesting to you it's an investment i understand that this is not a course for those of you that are just hoping that you can just find it out in five minutes so this is an in-depth course that will take you from the beginning a to z when it comes to writing and publishing a book and we'll tell you and i'll tell you this you at this very moment and just take my word on this you could write a book, edit it, yeah. get it um, self-published and printed by January. If you wanted to go for it, if you already have the content and you want to power through, you can have a yeah. book available to your community by January. You could have a book available to your church. You might be a pastor that's never written a, a book for anybody and you're going, I want to leave a legacy. You can right. do it. We will save you so much pain and so much money by just taking our lead. And we were talking about this yesterday, but we often don't write books because we, we don't think we have time. Right. And after doing a lot of research about the idea of not having time, the truth is we often say we don't have time when we don't know how to do something yeah. and we don't want to do something. Yeah. 
And so it's really important that you allow yourself to reach out for help and let somebody walk you through it. I don't care if you've been speaking for 30 years, but you've never written a book. So you're a new, you're new at writing a book and it is okay to not know how to do that. I also want to, you know, for those of you that have followed my life a little bit, you know this, I was published with Thomas Nelson. I've, I've done a big publishing house that is, that I've, you know, published my book. I've learned that, um, for you to wait for somebody in publishing to recognize you and pull you up right. and take your product and give it to the world is just so far and few between. I would not wait for that. I would, you know, publishers sell books. They don't create authors. You have to be creating yourself uh, an ability to, to believe that you can be an author and you can write books and we want to help you do that. So if that interests you and you're like, I got to run, but that's interesting to me, Click on the link uh, that we threw up in the comments and you guys can research that and see if that fits for you. So let's talk a little bit about writing a book. When it came to writing this book, uh, what was something that when you heard it in the course, you were like, wow, I wish I would have known this when I was writing my books. Well, again, the, the fact that it's all well thought through sequentially, like in even giving you my initial outline, yeah. uh, you took that and developed that into your own personality. I mean, the reality is every one of us um, have things that we've been given, but if we don't write them down, if we don't preserve them, and, and you had a sequence of getting thoughts, of getting insights, putting them down, yes. then germinating those things, they became part of your life message, and then sharing a little bit, then all of a sudden there's life on it, yes. and you sense you could take it from different angles. So it starts with a seed thought, you know? And, and if you believe that God has given you a perspective, an insight that is of value to you, I've had life-changing things that started out as little dimensions that as I watered them and cultivated them, they became giant forests of yeah. insight yeah, yeah. that I've continued to mine over the years, and they've helped many people since then. And you know, growing up, you used to say, Havala, the weakest pencil is sharper than the sharpest mind. Right. And you would say that over and over, and it was true. If you don't know how to, to document yeah. what God is speaking to you yeah. or those moments, um, then you, you know, you'll lose it. And Life you, is just you, too fast. You've got to... If you get a revelation, I mean, I've crawled out of bed many times, <laughs> late totally. at night, early in the morning, because I'm thinking I'll remember it. I will not remember it. I, I have to have it either close by or get up, get it on paper. I've said to my wife many times, sweetheart, hold on a second. And I would thank God with phones now, I record a sentence that to me is valuable. And so if you consider, listen, this is important, if you consider God speaking to your heart something important. Yeah. God goes, yeah. you're taking me seriously, that I'm trying to communicate with you. My sheep hear my voice. Right. You know, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So me taking God seriously, he was able then to entrust more to me. Many times I feel like because we've not really already taken what he's given us, yeah. he goes, how can I give you more right. when you've not taken seriously what I've given you? Yeah. Take those, I, I believe, into my, I'm 71 now, okay, guys? I'm going to live a long good, time. Huh? 71 into my, years old. Into my 80s and 90s, <laughs> I'm going to continue to mine what God has got. I have boxes of, of messages and things where I've not fully refined them. While there's breath in me, I want God to know I'm taking serious. You know, your word, the Bible says, you, I've hidden in my heart. It's a, it's a precious thing to have a revelation from God. And if you consider that precious, God will give you more. Yeah, it's so true. And I'll tell you what, I never thought I could write a book. 
And when I started to write a book and I finished that book, I all of a sudden realized that there were, there was more in me. And so sometimes I think we're thinking, I need to have all this stuff in me and then I'll show up. And I just think you got to get pregnant to have the baby. You got to start, you got to do those nine months and let it be there. And then eventually you'll give birth to that baby. But to think, you know, I just want to have a baby today. It just doesn't happen that way. So you really want to focus in on that. Um, another thing that I think is really interesting, we've talked a little bit about this, but you really felt like um, actually outlining and tight, like one thing that you've been really good at is making sure you have a writing schedule. And you yeah. would, we would talk about this because you were like, Havala, yeah. when's your deadline? And I'd be like, I don't know, it's coming up. It's yeah. in October. And you would say, okay, what you want to do is, actually outline how much you need to write to get to the finish line. Can you talk a little bit more about that for those people yeah. that are feeling undisciplined and can't quite finish their book? Okay, every one of us have a fresh time of day that we can write. Initially, I was more nocturnal. Uh, I'd be up late at night. I, I had insomnia as a child, so I'd be up late at night. I could write late. As I got older, all of a sudden, I was fresher in the morning. Today, we were both up around 4.30, 5 o'clock, yeah. uh, and we were just sharing what, what God's doing together. But very often, I, I count that as a very precious time where I get up, no distractions, get a cup of coffee, uh, headphones, worship music, and if I'm writing something, I'm yeah. plowing. So I would do a schedule, an Excel sheet. We'll, we'll provide that for yeah. you, Excel sheet, so you can see sequentially how to outline things, uh, and even collecting, I'd collect stories, I'd collect illustrations, I'd collect Bible verses. So you begin to accumulate things and then gradually, kind of like a tapestry, you begin to put the whole thing together. But I think one of the keys is, is you understanding that if you have something that has produced a spark in your heart, yeah. you've, you've got to consider that important. Right. So get it down. And in this age, it's so easy to retain it. But if you retain it and then begin to accumulate it, all of a sudden, I, I, I had all kinds of books that I didn't write uh, until later on, but I had the raw material that I was collecting over a period of time. It's so true. And we would say this, you know, how do you know what you're supposed to write? Well, what do people ask you about? You know, what's the thing that people are always saying? Can you tell me about that again? Or you're asking, you know, one thing you talked a lot about was being abandoned by your father, father wounds in your life, how they showed up in your world. And so when you went to write a book, you thought I could help a lot of fatherless kids that don't have a dad that's been in their life. And I want to help show them how I made it through my life without that. Yeah, I think one of the keys too, the issues you're going to talk about will generally cost you something to say. If people don't right. see passion and conviction in your heart, if you haven't been through a significant event, then probably you're not going to understand the length and depth and breadth of that life experience. But if you've gone through the body slams of life, and you've come through them by the grace of God, you have a tale to tell. I mean, recently the door opened for me and it really was before the pandemic for me to do a father wounds class in Folsom prison for 40 women. I mean, I can't, I could cry right now. But, but if I had not processed my pain, and you know, my pain led to my passion, which led to my purpose. So where has the Holy Spirit really been good. working Can you? Can you say that again for well, our listeners? Because that's really, I love that. 
my, my pain, you know, initially pain can, you know, it made me angry. It made me an atheist. It made me hate God. It made me mock Christians. Yeah. You know, a lot of pain produced pain in me, but that ultimately, once I got healed enough, more healed than hurt, I was able to get a passion to want to see other people get a victory in that area. And then all of a sudden I realized, wow, I've got a platform. I haven't, and I've spent years, I still do group homes now for teenage girls for the last 16 years every month, uh, for uh, women in their 20s with Mercy Ministries for the last 11 years. So my pain has opened up many doors of opportunity because I'll fight for people, you know, who have had my issue. I will fight for them. So, so what would make you want to fight? Get healed enough in that area that you're not got, got giant chips on your shoulder and, and attitudes where you're, you're more hurt than healed. But if you're, you know, I'm not fully healed. Again, and, I'm and that's really important because people think, well, I'm not an expert in this and I'm not living this perfectly. So I need to get my life totally perfect and totally right. And then I'll write the book. Okay, I, Can you I, explain a little I, bit how God works in that way? Well, the reality is, I was always stunned I was leading anybody. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the, you know, one point you're going, gosh, how am I going to lead people? I don't feel complete in my own self. And I realized, you know what? I have been healed. I am being healed. And I'll be healed all the days of my life. You know, some of us, you know, I wasn't just dropped. I was dribbled <laughs> in life experiences, you know, where uh, I went away to boarding school at 11, never lived at home again. So I had issues foundationally that were dysfunctional. I don't know what your issue. You don't have to have a deformed childhood. Havilah didn't. But she had learning issues. And she had her own life journey. She had a measure of health, which was great. I mean, she had a can-do attitude. I remember Havilah saying, you know, I can do this, Dad. I said, Havilah, you know nothing about it. I can do it, Dad. But she would jump in and carve out a way. I would never have thought, though, she'd be writing books. <laughs> she was not academic. She, My dad she, did not believe in me like that. <laughs> well, and, well, but I mean, I knew she had something to say and she would say it. But the okay. idea, thank God, there were things that could correct her spelling and grammar and well, we were talking about that today. You yeah. were like, Havala, you were born in the right generation. And I, he's yes. like, you would not have been able to do what you do. And it's true. Without yeah. Grammarly yeah. and Ginger and all the things yeah. I use, there's no way. But you're doing but, it well. But I love how you said, and you've said this for years in my life, I, I have been healed. I am being, I am being healed. I, I have been, I am, and I will be yes. healed. So healing, health, yeah. wisdom, it comes in seasons. And, and so don't let that idea that you don't have anything to give because you're not living a perfect life. If that was the prerequisite for writing a book, there would be no books. Uh, I mean, maybe Mother Teresa and Billy Graham would have a book on the bookcase. But in general... Don't get, don't let that stop you. And I remember when I was a young preacher, I remember going to you and saying, you know, dad, I'm feeling, I, I'm struggling because I'm not living all of this that I'm preaching. I want to live it. I'm trying, but I'm not living it like I want to. And I'm feeling ashamed. Like I'm not doing something right or authentic. And you said to me, I believe that perhaps those of us that need to hear it the most are the ones that are saying it often. Yeah. And what you were saying was, is don't get caught up in preaching to the people, yeah. get caught up in preaching to yourself. Yeah, very often the, the great catharsis and healing I had was me being vulnerable. I mean, when the Bible talks about let your light so shine that they may you know, see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Sometimes my light is just being vulnerable and transparent about my issues. Right. I found right. in the early 80s, again, 
70s, you know, I had uh, leaders that were not very transparent. And so, you know, all I learned was to kind of protect my dysfunction. In the early 80s, that's 1980s, not 1880s. In the early 1980s, <laughs> I began to hear communicators speaking vulnerably. And then all of a sudden, I shot a flare in the air and I said a sentence like, I had trouble getting out of bed for a few days. And then, oh, I said, oh, why did I say that? And then people would walk up and they'd want to talk about, remember that one sentence you said, you mean the one I wish I didn't say? Yeah, that was the sentence. I realized people were not enamored by my successes. They were interested in how I struggled through my difficulties and failures. And if I was willing to be an overcomer, when the Bible says in yeah. heaven that we'll stand before God, he'll say, to those who overcome, I will give. Well, if overcoming is the issue, yeah, yeah. then there's something coming at us that we've got to overcome. And that journey is worth tell telling about. It really is. And um, we've said it before, you have to be an expert in your story. Whether it's, you're not writing a book necessarily about your life story, but unless you get in there and figure out right. your own questions, your own pain, your own fears, then you'll be preaching at people, but they right. won't connect you in a way that we want to life change. And there's something about um, people feeling that they're known. And we talk a lot about that in this course. There's a whole session on understanding the high felt need, which is the need uh, where your, where the need of the world, the questions of the world, and your expertise or your experiential wisdom, Lisa Turkers talks about, is where they collide. It's an intersection. And so what we want to do in one of the sessions is show you where your experiential wisdom and where the conflict in the world and questions and concerns are coming from, right. where they collide, yeah. and you've had a bit of truth. And that's what we want to teach you how to do. I mean, don't, don't write books you don't know anything about, but also write books that you wish somebody had given you that you needed and you looked for and you didn't have or you got too late in life. Write those things and you'll really serve people. You know, my dad died 53 years ago. I was 17 years old. And um, I didn't like him the day he died. Very sad. So I had wounds in my heart. He abandoned me, rejected me. Lots of issues there. And every day for about 40 years, I would have a bad thought about my dad. And I, I'd Ask, I'd forgive him as a Christian, I'd release him. But finally, when I began to journal writing a book called Father Wounds, I wrote that 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and I realized after I wrote the book and it was done, that I hadn't had a bad thought about my dad in, well, now it's been 12 years. Yeah. I, in other words, I could initiate a bad thought, but, but I'm talking about involuntarily getting thoughts that I had a swat like mosquitoes. I forgive him, I release him for what he said, what he did, whatever. And so you in your own life, that journey of a catharsis of writing, really what you've been through, th there's a healing. It's, it's a journaling experience of allowing God to heal you in the process of communicating. Uh, now let me say this, writing a book, is a is a painful experience <laughs> it really is on lots of levels because you talk about I, i've seen you talk about in the course you know a blank you know page what am i going to say about this well, all of a sudden you're looking for what little inclination do i have what inkling is there you begin to mind that all of a sudden it, it births something in you yeah i think um i'm a communicator that uses uh writing as a form of communication there are certain individuals that wake up every day and all they want to do is write. And I love that. But that is not me. I mean, you and I, we, we have hearts to communicate and we use writing. We also use teaching and we use podcasting and all the things that are out there. Um, but I think it's really important. And what you're saying is, is to connect that. And we, we talked about this. Writing a book can be very cathartic and healing. 
And it can really allow, you know, the Bible says we defeat the enemy by the blood of the lamb, which is not our responsibility. We receive that, but the word word of our testimony. And I think writing a book with the word of your testimony lives on and it defeats the enemy. It's out there. You have overcome this and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be an ink and it's going to be printed and it's there. I just love that that thought. You know, and and it really is a a blessing to be able to look back at a mountain you've climbed. It's a win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess any big win costs you a lot. And yet, Paul, you know, we speak about weakness. Paul the Apostle said, who is weak and I am not weak? Here's a guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament who had struggled with weakness, you know. Uh, And our weakness were made strong. So many of us have to understand that if we're waiting, you know, for this incredible success in life, and let me tell you about my amazing life and how I was so victorious and aren't I? No, no one wants to read that. Forget it. You know, go through the body slams of life. Don't ever trust a person without a limp, you know. If you have a limp, I want to hear your stories. If you don't, then you haven't been through enough to really help me. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I I think that's one of your greatest strengths is that you've, you don't just, you're not just authentic and share, but you, it costs you every single time you share. And it really, you know, it resonates. It resonates with people. And as your daughter, who's heard your stories a thousand times, it always resonates because there's an authenticity to the story. There's a, there's a, a journey and you can hear it. And it's just profound. We really talk about that in the course as well is, is understanding, you know, the, the process and, and being able to figure out those answers to questions that everybody else has that you've had. And it's just, we want to help you. You know, one of the reasons we struggle with writing books is fear, fear of what people think, fear that we're going to mess up, fear that we're going to be a fraud, fear that no one's going to read it. And what I really think is that fear is a smokescreen to you stepping out and and saying, I'm going to do this. Um, I had to go back to what was success in writing my book. I had to go back to that. It wasn't about a certain list. It wasn't about, you know, how many people bought it. Um, I had to go back to why I was writing it. And I had to go back to, did God ask me to write this? Yes. Then I'm going to do it. That's it. And if nobody reads it, is that okay? Yes, because it's already successful. The fact that I did what God asked me to do, that makes it a success. Think about every book in the Bible. You know, think about the minor prophets. They weren't going, (laughs) now I'm going to share my wisdom and insights. So millions of people down through the ages. I love that. These were guys who were just carving out out of their hearts. They were birthing something that God was giving them. The thing is this consider what God gives you precious. If you consider it precious, he'll give you more. And so that is a seed that God wants to uh, cause you to germinate uh, by, by considering it valuable and praying over it. In the morning, uh, the Bible says, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hand, for you don't know which will prosper, this or that. I would have had no idea that some of the things I've written down would blow up into revelations that change my life and other people's lives. Yeah, it's so true. I, if you just start tuning in right now to any of our social feeds, you might be wondering why we're having this conversation. And today is launch day. We're talking about the launch of our brand new uh, master course class. Uh, called How to Write a Book, a crash course uh, to writing a book and the fastest way to making a lasting impact. That course is available today to the world. And we've already had hundreds of people get this course. We're so excited. And we believe we're going to help you write that book that's been in your heart for a really long time. 
our writing a message course, we've been able to help thousands of people, and we think we're gonna do the same with this course. We just are so excited to give this to you. Like, this is the thing that we think is gonna take you over the threshold. All the half books that are sitting in your computer, all the wonderings, all the people that are saying, you should write a book, you should write a book. This course will give you the step-by-step -step how to make it happen. Don't spend any more energy wondering how it's gonna happen. Spend your energy learning how to do it. And we've done all that work for you. So if you are interested in this course, you can go to theinfluencertable.com, theinfluencertable.com slash, do you say slash? Uh, write a book, write a book. Theinfluencertable.com slash write a book. If you go there right now, you can see what's in the course. It'll show you uh, every lesson and what, you know, a quick synopsis of that. It will give you, it's a 30 day money back guarantee, which means if it doesn't serve you in the way you're hoping, there's no pressure. It's, there's no cost to that. It will, it'll work out. Uh, but it's also an investment and it's there for the lifetime of you. So as you go into your world and you write more books or you want to write a book in the next couple months, you can go into that course and learn, but you can also go into special sections in the course and it will unpack publishing, editing, outlining, different sessions in the course that will help you understand how to do that one thing. And it's just, it's one of those concepts that when you get into writing a book, like I just want to unpack this for a minute because you and I have had this conversation, but sometimes when you think about writing a book, you're like, I'm going to write that book that's sitting on the Target bookcase shelf that's the blogger turned communicator turned influencer and I'm going to write that book. Or I'm going to write, you know, the minister, you know, top 10 ministerial books on the topic. I, I think that's wonderful and I hope that you do that. But I think there is a huge category of books that are workbooks, Bible studies, uh, a, a quick hundred page devotional. There are things out there, like we were talking about this, it doesn't even have to be in a faith-based environment. You could be a, a health coach and you go, I wanna serve my clients really well. And you might have the product and you might have the sales pitch, but you don't have anything to give them that has your brand, that has your connection. So you might say, you know what? I'm going to do 30 days of health and I'm going to write out 30 jumping points, starting points for the day. And I'm going to create this book and you can do this. And we're going to teach you how to do this. Amazon has a program where you can actually print and ship as many or as little as you want. You want one book, you want 10 books, you want a hundred books, a thousand books. They print them on demand and send them to you. You could have a stack on your desk and anytime you need that book, you can give it to somebody. Yeah. Let's say you've raised your kids and they're out of the home and you see all these young moms that want to write, you know, that want to raise kids, but they don't know what they're doing. And you're like, you know what? I know how to raise kids. I did it. I was good at it. I don't have them in the house anymore, but I can help a lot of young moms. And you go, I'd like to write a how-to manual on how to organize your home or how to discipline with love, or I don't know what it is, but you're going to spend your time and energy writing this out and it's going to be accessible. Another thing we talked about yesterday, if you're a youth leader and you preach every week or you're a Bible study leader and you preach and you have all these messages, what if you compiled all of those and put them in a book that you called the parent manual and you gave it to the parents and said, here's all my messages and takeaway points and bullet points I'm teaching your kids this year. Or here's a Bible study, here's the next step. You couldn't catch all the yeah. Bible studies? Well, here it is. 
What if you created a book for your church where you have a newcomer that comes in and you create a story of your church and your community and ways to build their life and you put a, a book in everybody's hand? Let me tell you, we will teach you how to do that for very, very inexpensive. And I'll even go so far as to say this, what we teach you in this course is that you can actually sell product that will give you a secondary income. It can allow your income for your business to double or triple because you have this book that you're investing a very little bit, but you can add it to something. You can give it to somebody and it can actually build your brand. So, you know, I was thinking even about a hairdresser, like, okay, I do hair Havila, but I also love the Lord. What do I do? Well, you could do true beauty and you could do a whole book on what true beauty looks like. And it could be something fun and maybe like, you know, here's some fun products that I recommend, or you're going to do the beachy wave and you get photos taken. And then you do a little thing about what God says over them. And maybe there's proclamations where they say in the mirror, here's your 15 days of proclamations in the mirror to speak over your life. I don't know what it is. I mean, I could keep going. The main thing is, is you've got to write it and it's in you. And so don't get caught up in, you know, it needs to look this way or have it this way. You got to figure out what is authentic to you and write that book. And we want to help you. If that's, if you're interested in that, go ahead. What I loved about listening to you do the course how much detail was there there were so many elements to it now here's the thing i'm older obviously the technology continues to change yesterday i was sitting with one of her sons hudson who's 11 years old 11 11 years old 12, 12 years old <laughs> okay so a new a new uh, program a, a new up An update, update yeah, yeah. with my phone came out he took me through the update and the point was i was interested and i could you know, pick up on it gradually. Maybe you're thinking there are so many elements of learning how to write a book, and there are. There's a lots of different dimensions. Well, this has been, I, I listened to Havla doing it sequentially, itemizing it in a, in a way that was so intelligent and clear, and I thought, wow, anybody could do this. And I did say, say I learned a lot of things that I wish I had written books differently. <laughs> Really, I, I learned a lot because you talked about how to communicate in a way that really makes the reader feel like what they're receiving is helping them the most. Many times I didn't always do that. Yeah. And so you'll learn insights about not just technically how to put together the book, but the way to really grab the, the reader and draw them in and help them. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that we put in there that I didn't even do the first couple of books or the first five books that I wrote that are up to date. They are the most current, yeah. here's what you need to know. I just did both of these experiences. Yeah. I just put out a book this year. I know what it takes. And so I'm giving you everything that I know. And we will update that as it comes out. If there's things you need to know, we'll make sure and update that so you guys have that. But I, I'm really excited about this course. I know we're running out of time, but let me ask you, what was your favorite part of the course? Do you have any favorite part? The favorite part for me was I learned different things that I did not know. I mean, I've written a lot of books and not always as effectively as I could have. But I, I learned in all the elements that you itemized so beautifully that, gosh, if I have more books to write, I will write them differently. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that today. We Even did. doing, I was showing her a video I made recently and just receiving advice from her, which she knows how to unpack how to communicate. Uh, you've learned that effectively in for your generation 
I think it's an exceptional thing. And I, I benefited, so I like that the most, that it, it gave me a fresh look yeah. at how to communicate with this generation. Yeah, if, after writing as many books as you have. Um, it has been so exciting that you're here. And you know, guys, this is why we're doing this live podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, it is not too late to jump in and grab that course. This is kind of our launch moment. All these really cool balloons. <laughs> you know, you can't see them if you're listening to this on audio, but we've got all these like cool gold and, you know, big white balloons. And we're celebrating the launch of this incredible course. We know that thousands of you are going to get equipped and you're going to write books that are going to go so much further than our books go. And we need you. We need your voice. We need your heart. We need your story. And there is room for you. And I just want you to know that. There is room for you to write. There is room for you to publish. There is room for you to get your story out there. Uh, we need you. And I'm asking you to rise up and write the books that our generation needs. I'm ready and I'm excited about it. Well, guys, that's it for today. I really hope you liked this author series. We've never done anything like this. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. But if you enjoyed this, don't forget to leave it in the review. We read each and every one and it really helps us. Also give us five stars so we can continue to put out things like this that help serve you and help educate you and uncomplicate these things. Other than that, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time when we start our relationship series. <laughs>